Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Richard Hoy Jr. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney. Welcome. Glad you, you were with us today. We're going to talk today. Of course, the name of the show is Faith on Fire. So Faith on gonna, Fire. And Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Romans 10.1 says, "We uh, The gesture live, uh, live by faith. <laughs> so we're going to talk faith. Yeah, but we're we're gonna also going to talk about do not worry. You know, over the weekend, uh, I was talking to some people about do not worry. Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, again in Luke chapter 12, he talks about do not worry. And what I like about that is he says do not worry, and he doesn't say do not worry unless you lose your job. Do not worry unless your children are in trouble. Do not worry unless you've had some kind of illness. He says do not worry. Actually, he said do not worry about your life. And your so, life. He said, don't worry about your, your life just in general, from the new birth until you go home to be with the Father. He said, don't worry about your life. So a lot of things happen within a lifespan. So he's telling you, now that you belong to me, don't you be all worried about that because you've been bought with a price. You belong to me now, and everything you need is in me. Now, you need to put faith in that. That's it. God said that in his word. So if God says, if I say, Richard... Don't worry about it. I got you. I'm a millionaire, Richard. Don't worry about none more of your bills from this point on. I'm a billionaire pastor, and I'm going to take care of all your needs. Now, if you've seen my track record, I've been faithful in all the other things I told you. So would you have faith in what I just said? Of course. And see, and this is the thing is that people have faith until something bad happens, and then they start to worry. And I've talked to people, you've probably talked to Christian people, too, who are just worrying, worrying, worrying about everything in their life. And you say, you know, Jesus said, do not worry. They say, yeah, but he didn't know what my life was going to be like. If he had known that I was going to have all these issues, he would have said I could worry. Here's the thing. He's all knowing. And as you were just saying that, I was thinking about what you just said. We'll we'll believe or have faith until something goes wrong. I I was reminded of Jesus' disciples on the ship as they were going to the other side, this storm came. Now they're rolling with Jesus every day and they're seeing his mighty hand. They're seeing the, the miracle signs and wonders. But now the storm comes up and what do they do? They start getting afraid saying, we're going to die. And they waking Jesus up and Jesus does what? He rebukes the storm, meaning he speaks to it. He tells it, peace be still. Then he goes back and look at them and call them, oh, your little faith again. <laughs> Oh, the, and, and I believe when he says, oh, ye a little faith, that's oh, ye a little trust. Oh, you a little confidence in me. And that's where God wants us to be as his children, confident. And I know, I hear you, Richard, always talking about your kids. And they're, they're adults now, but they still have some confidence in you. Because when things happen, they call you and you're off to your car, <laughs> to the coast. <laughs> well, they have some type of faith or trust or confidence in daddy. Well, the Abba Father is telling us to have that same type of faith. 
the scripture says, you fathers being evil know how to give good gifts to your fa- your children. How much will your heavenly father give it to you? So God wants us to have that type of confidence, faith, trust, reliance in him concerning our whole life. Once we've got born again from that point on, that's why the scripture says in Romans 10, 17, the just, that's us, shall live by faith. I mean, live by trusting in, in what God said in his word. And again, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. That's the only way it's going to come. See, I like what you said about when Jesus, even in this section of scripture we're talking about when he says, oh, ye of little faith. What people don't often realize is, is that worry is a lack of faith. It is. We don't like to admit it. We don't like, we, we wouldn't want to say it out loud, but when we are worrying about something, we are showing a lack of faith. We are saying, you know what? In, in most situations, I think God could handle it. But in this particular thing, whatever it is, then I don't, I'm not sure that he can handle it. So I need to worry about it. Yeah. And then we we'll use words like, I doubt it. If. No, you got to still say what God says in the midst of your trial and your tribulation, in the midst of the storm. You got to continue to, and that's part of your faith being on fire and having faith in God. You're still believing and speaking what he says. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we believe, therefore we speak. We speak what? We speak what thus said the Lord. He watches over his word to perform it. So in the midst of the job loss, you still got to have faith in this word that God said, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He didn't say it according to the U.S. economy. <laughs> he said according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God will supply. And he is always sufficient. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the story of the disciples when they were out on the boat. One of the reasons why they began to worry is as they looked at it in their human eyes, they were all fishermen. Most of them were fishermen. And so they had been out in big storms. They, they knew how dangerous it was. Right. And so in their humanity, in their human eyes, in their what they had seen in the past, this is a very dangerous situation and we should be worried. And yet Jesus says, what are you worrying about? Well, and, I, and I'm going to say this, too, as you said that, that's just, you're just pulling it out of me. Well, I'm going to say in their fallen state, sin nature brought worry and doubt and all that in. Before, there was none of that. Before their eyes were open to all of that, they mankind, God didn't design man to worry. Because worry is not good for you. Worry causes ulcers. Uh, it causes all kind of illnesses. So we wasn't designed to carry worry and worry. That's why Jesus says, Come to me, all who are heavy laden, laden, and I will give you rest. And then he says something else. Come learn of me. Learn? Yeah, I'm in my word. Come learn about me. He said, for my burdens are easy and my yoke is light. And then over in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, casting all your cares over to Jesus, for he cares for you. For you. And that's what a lot of people aren't doing. They're not, Christians aren't doing that. They're not casting their care over to Jesus. They're holding on to it. They're holding on to the worry and saying, here you go, Jesus, take this worry. So if I give it to Jesus, this book going to represent all my worry. I'm going to give it to Richard, your Jesus. Now who has it? I, who don't have it? Right. <laughs> right. So I don't have any worries. Unfortunately, we take it back. Yeah, we want to go back. <laughs> it's too heavy for Jesus. We got to go get it back. And that's what he says. No, no, no. Now you're not in faith. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own, own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So God wants us to trust. And I can't never get away from this. God and his word are one, like wet and water. You can't separate wet from water. If you get God, you get his word. You get his word, you get him. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. So we got to take God's word. And the scripture says God's not a man that he should lie. 
says one thing that's impossible for him to do is lie. So if we got God's word on it, we who are born again, saints, if we got God's word on it, we got to trust him. Just like we got saved. When we got saved, we got his word on it. If we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, we're saved. Well, we, we a lot of us believe that. There's some that don't believe that, but we believe that and we have faith in because he said, if you do this, you're saved. Right. See, God's word is always good. So when he says that if you put your faith in Jesus, you will be saved, we don't have to worry. We're going to stand before him someday in heaven. He'll go, you know what? I changed my mind. Right. You know, it's not about faith in Jesus. It's about works. Right, and right. you know what? You didn't do enough works, and so you're out. So he will never change his mind from what he has said. Um, you, you talk about Philippians where he says, in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, give it to God. And then the peace, peace of God that passes all understanding. Will It'll be, be yours. yours. But see, we have to give it to God in prayer and thanksgiving. So we give it to God where we think we do, but then we take it back, and then we wonder, why don't I have peace? Well, Richard, I'm, I'm reminded of this verse of Scripture. It says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And, and, and I'm going to believe that's biblical knowledge. That's knowledge, the knowledge of God. So, Because in Colossians it says, Paul prayed that you may be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Once you know what God's will is, and you can find his will in his word, that's what you need to put faith in. And then you won't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Once you're filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will, then you start acting on that. And part of that is your speech and, and, and feelings. You got to put feelings aside because faith is not a feeling. <laughs> it's not a feeling. It, it's what God said. Faith comes out of God's word. So we got to, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope means confident expectancy. So we go into the word of God. We get us some hope. Then we exercise faith. Faith is a force that comes from us. Remember, all the time Jesus healed people, he said, woman, thy faith has made thee whole. Well, thy faith in what I said, thy faith in me, that made you whole. But you have to exercise your faith. And a lot of Christians aren't exercising their faith for, for a lot of reasons, because they don't know what the word says. So it's you really have to be a student of the scriptures if you want victory. Now, I just recently had a discussion with somebody about biblical ignorance, and he was a Christian, and he said, I don't think that God cares whether or not we know the Bible. We don't, oh, need, to know, we don't need to know the Bible frontward and backward. Well, what we, we got it for then? What we, is it here for? It's the bestseller. We all that because God will just honor whatever we're trying to do. And bad doctrine. <laughs> bad course. teaching. Ignorance. Right. If, some of if the, the blind lead the blind. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we were talking about biblical, biblical ignorance, and I think we got some. Uh, you well, know, Jesus well, says, I, Jesus said this, man should not live by bread alone. But every word. Well, why, I thought we didn't need the Bible if we got to live by every word. There you go. Well, you should have gave him that scripture. Oh, I know you did. Oh, yeah. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, to go back to worry, you cannot worry yourself to joy. You won't, you know, you can't say, I'm going to have enough worry, I'm going to find joy. No, you cannot worry yourself to joy. You cannot worry yourself to peace. You cannot worry yourself to contentment. You cannot worry yourself to good health. And I I have some people in my family, not going to mention any names, they're worried about their health a lot. You cannot worry yourself to good health. In fact, your worry will ruin your health. Right. Well, what you need to do, you got to go in back. It all man should not live by bread alone, but every word. You need to go into this Bible and find out what God says about health and healing. He said, "With long life, I will satisfy you with." That's in His Word. Now you got to put faith in that. I declare that. I say I'm going to be around till I'm 120 something. 
because I, I put faith in with long life will I satisfy you. I, I, I declare it's my desire to see my children's children's children, children. <laughs> I, I want to see them all. I want to see my great, 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 great grandchildren, Richard. And, and, and I just remember scripture says, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believe and with God, nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible. So you worrying about your health, get God's word. And, and here's, here's what people doing. Worrying is the opposite. It's meditating. It's meditating on something negative. God says, take something positive, And God is positive. Take my word and then meditate on that or think on that. Cause when you meditate, you're worrying, you're just thinking on a series of negative thoughts. So God says, no, meditate or think on a, a series of positive thoughts, which comes out of my word. He say, I'll take sickness out of the midst of you. He said, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and chastised by pieces upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Yeah. that's what he, So that's what I'm constantly meditating on, healing scriptures or verses from God. And that's what God watches over is his word. So as I meditate and speak his word and ponder on that instead of the negative— because you're going to get whatever you gravitate, whatever you're gravitating to in your mind, that's what's going to manifest in your life. So if you're man, you're gravitating or meditating or thinking about you being sick <laughs> or getting sick, you're going to get what you're expecting. Well, I expect to have long life and have divine healing because the Bible says in Galatians, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And I believe the curse brought in sickness, spiritual death and poverty. Poverty is a curse. <laughs> At least in my life it is. Yeah, it, for me it is. But in Christ redeemed us from that. I mean, he's brought us back from that. So we don't have, that stuff don't have a right to come upon us. We may be attacked with it, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We got to come back with what the word says. If sickness come on you, you got to fight it with the word. You got to fight cancer with by his stripes you're healed. You got to say, because remember, the scripture says his word is the sword of the spirit. So we use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to fight anything. We don't wrestle. We don't go fight people with our fists. We use the word of God. See, what you know, you said something earlier about negative and thinking about negative. A lot of times we don't even realize that we're being negative. We've and, been programmed to be negative well, from the world system. But, I mean, a lot of times we don't even realize it. And as we're worrying, I'm, all, I'm constantly reminded of the story of David and Goliath. And there's so many levels and layers to the story of David and Goliath. Goliath would come out every morning and every evening for 40 days, roughly a month and a half, and call him out, basically. You know, say, hey, you know, no sense in all of us fighting. Just have one of your guys come out. Me and I will fight. Whoever wins, wins. Everybody else can go home. And they saw this, and he was so big that all they could see was him and how big he was. They could not see in their own mind God. God was out of the picture. All they could see really was Goliath and and what a problem he was. And it's not until David comes, and David doesn't see Goliath like they do. David sees God. He says, God's bigger than this guy. God can take care of this guy. And that's how he lived his life. So we as people are so, what we see is the, the negative, and we are unable at that point to see God, unable to put our faith in him. I'm glad you said that. You say that's how he lived his life. As soon as you said that, the scripture came, ran through me, the just shall live by faith. And then you said something else. You say he didn't see Goliath like everybody else saw him. Another scripture came to me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things not seen or perceived by the senses. He didn't look at Goliath's side. He looked at his God's side. He looked right. at God. God's bigger than yeah, this guy. Right. He looked at God, <laughs> and the Scriptures tells us Christ in you is the hope of glory. Greater is he that's in you. And David knew God had gave him an assignment, and God was going to strengthen him. Even though he was small, he was going to give him the ability, the power of God, to defeat this giant. Same thing today. Whatever giant is in our way of getting to our destiny, God says, well, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So you rely on me. I was reading today, the scripture says, when we are weak, then we are strong in him. So we have to know that and we have to meditate and say that, yes, I can overcome this. Because we all, every one of us out there who are listening in here, we all have some Goliaths or some giants in our lives. Right. See, it's not necessarily <laughs> a, a, a nine foot giant, literal giant. Well, it can be a giant of bills. It right. can be giant a pile sickness. Of bills. Yeah, it can be a giant pile. It can be sickness. It can be a variety of things. And I'm reminded what Jesus says if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, that mountain of bills, that mountain of sickness, whatever it is, you can speak to it. That's how, now that's faith on fire. That's faith that's know who they are in Christ and they're speaking to the stuff. Because the Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We use the word of God. And that's the only thing that God watches over to perform is his word. He don't care. He's not, he's not concerned about emotions. He's only care, concerned that you know his word and you place faith in his word. So this Bible is filled up with 66 books of the Word of God, and we can put faith in it, and we can release it out of our mouth. We can ponder on it. We can meditate on it, and it'll give you that peace, and it'll produce. The Scripture said God watches over his Word to perform it. Well, if he watches over his Word, and he's given me a right to use his Word, remember Jesus says all authority has been given to me, and I'm going to pass it on to you, Richard. So now exercise the authority, and all you got to do is open your mouth, and say what thus said the Lord about your situation. Right. And a lot of people aren't doing that. A lot of Christians aren't doing that because they, like you said, there's a lot of ignorance going on in the body. <laughs> well, at, which brings us again to do not worry. I, it cannot be said enough. Jesus did not say do not worry unless. Unless the American and, economy goes bad. Unless you lose <laughs> your job. Unless we get another president in, then you worry. No, he didn't say that. Right. He didn't say anything about do not worry unless. He said do not worry. Period. Point blank. And then as he went on and he said, oh, ye of little faith. Why Why are you doing this? And I, I want to remind everybody again, worry is a lack of faith. We need to once again take our eyes off the problem take our eyes off the giant, take our eyes off of whatever it is in our life that has us worrying and put them back on Christ Amen. and put our faith in him. Amen. And I'm glad you said that because this morning I got up and God, the Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit. As soon as I got up this morning, I said, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to talk about. So, well, we're talking about faith, so it's all good. It says over in, uh, I forgot where it's at. It says, let us run, probably in Hebrews, it says, therefore, let us run with endurance the race that was set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our, of our faith. Well, I always was saying, how do I look unto Jesus? Do I look for a big dude in the sky? No, I found out Jesus is the word, looking unto the word of God, which is the author and the finisher of our faith. God says, just use my word, put faith in me. Jesus said it in Matthew, Mark uh, eleven twenty two. 
have faith in God. Well, God and his word still are one. So we got to increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will in his word and start speaking that, start focusing on that, meditating on that, make that, put that right in front of your eyelids and just ponder on his word and speak his word in the midst of the storm. You got to speak the word of God. That's what Jesus did. He didn't get up. Jesus didn't get up out of the boat and say, oh, man, it's over, guys. Everybody, everybody save your own self. No, Jesus got up. Every man for himself. Every man for himself. is out of here, man. I can't help you guys. No, Jesus got up. When they were freaking out, Jesus got up, said, peace be still, because Jesus knew who his daddy was, and he knew the authority his daddy gave him, and he exercised that authority with confidence. So that's faith on fire. Jesus was faith on fire. He spoke to her. He said, peace be still. Then he went back to sleep. <laughs> he went back to sleep. He he rested. He wasn't worried. He, he didn't. He wasn't worried when they woke him up. Startled. He wasn't worried. And when he went back to sleep, he wasn't worried. He went back to sleep after he did handled his business. And that's what I mean. He got rest. So we. The Bible says we need to enter God's rest. But we can only enter His rest once we find out what His will is. And I always say this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And I know I can find the will of God in his word. So once I find out what God's will is through his word, I apply my faith to that. I don't care what other people believe or don't believe. I'm going to believe and receive the word, and I'm going to make that the final authority. So I'm not going to worry about anything, Richard, especially when it comes to finances, because I'm going to meditate on my God shall supply all my needs. And I'm going to do the things I need. I'm going to be a cheerful giver. I'm, I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to do what I need to do because I have faith in those things, too, that God said. I'm going to do I'm going to be a doer, not just a hearer of the word only. And I'm going to expect to get the results that God said I'll get. And I may not make sense to the to the natural mind, but faith's not a feeling. It, it may not make sense to the senses, things perceived by the senses, but I'm going to go do it because I know God will tell us to do things that make, don't make sense, but it'll make faith. And I, the Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. So I'm going to go ahead and trust him, and I'm going to believe that he's going to take care of all my needs. Which leads us to the end of what Jesus was talking about, Matthew and in Luke, when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that's where we've all got to be, is that we've all got to seek ye first the kingdom of God. What is God's will for me? The same person I had the discussion about biblical ignorance, and he was saying that he didn't think that people need to know the Bible, also said, I don't think God has a will for each person. I think that we're supposed to just do whatever it is that we think we should do, and and then God <laughs> will help us in doing what we're doing. And I said, I... Uh, it, well, I, I firmly I'm, believe that God has a will for me. I'm reminded of a scripture. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So he says, again, acknowledge me in all your ways, and I'll direct your path. God is concerned about it. It's it, just like you're saying you're a parent, and you're not concerned about your children. Children, Just go go do what you guys want to do. No, <laughs> Make any, your own decisions. Right, any decent parent will try to influence their kid for the better. <laughs> they'll give them some wisdom, and hopefully they'll take that wisdom and apply it to their lives. Well, again, God, just like natural fathers love us. God loves us millions times more. And he wants us to draw from his wisdom. So, and his wisdom is found in his word. I can't never get away from that. His wisdom is found in his word. And again, if you take God's word and start to meditate on it, it's like 
it, it just constantly gives birth to new facets of revelation. If you meditate, God will show you things in his word that you hadn't seen. And I know a lot of us, we read a scripture last year, two years ago, then we come back and read it now. And you're like, I didn't see that in there. Right. How, well, how many times have you ooh. ever talked to somebody? And I know you have. How many times have you talked to somebody and they say, I read the Bible once. Yeah. I read oh, whoa. Wow, I heard read people it. say they read it two or three times. <laughs> but I say, did you understand it? Well, here's the thing about the Bible is you can read that a thousand times and get something different out of it. Every once in a while, I'll read a scripture that I've read. I don't even know how many times. And all of a sudden, it's like the comic book where the light bulb goes off over my head. And it's like, wow, this is what he's saying here. And I would heard it. I'd read it. I'd understood it. But now I have just something different. You have a greater revelation and, or a greater understanding than previous. It's right. just like, yes, a woman is pregnant. She could be two months pregnant, but now she's four months pregnant. She's still pregnant. We still we don't say, oh, she's 10 months pregnant. We just say she's pregnant. Then she's eight months pregnant. And then, bloop, manifestation. So it's just like the Word of God. He just constantly reveals more facets of revelation or understanding as you continue to continue in it, as you go back to it and feed on it some more. That faith comes by hearing. That fuels your faith. That transforms your mind, and it, it illuminates you. That's why you said that light bulb come on. The Word of God, it says in Hebrews uh, 4.12, the Word of God is living and powerful. It's not dead. It's living. So it's a, it's always revealing things to you. So if you're listening out there and you think, well, I've read that book before. I read Matthew. I read John. I read that. You cannot read it too many times. We have got to be in the Word um, this whole idea of biblical ignorance, there is way too much of it in the church today. We have got to be in the Word. We have got to know what God says and what God thinks and what God believes so that we can put it into our heart. Yeah, and put faith in that. Put faith in His Word, and God says He'll. those who have faith in Him or trust in Him will never be put to shame. Now, it might look like things aren't working out, but you've got to be steadfast, immovable. You've got to run with endurance your race, looking unto Jesus or the Word of God as the author and the finisher of your faith. And it cannot be said enough, God is the God of the impossible. Throughout the entire Bible, he's calling mm-hmm. people to do things that were absolutely impossible. And they were to them, and they were to humans, they were to the people involved, but they weren't impossible for God. Ooh, I love it. I love his Word. I love it. You know, and I'm reminded of the Israelites when they sent the spies into the land, they said, oh, we can't do it. And you know what? They couldn't. They couldn't do it. But God didn't say, hey, go in there and you guys got to do it. He said, I will give you the land. And so the promise wasn't about them. The promise was about him. And again, we in and of ourselves, we can't. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So, but the Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory. The, and, promise, the promise is about him, not about us. About us. And I want to say these last words before we go. Just keep walking by faith. Keep walking by faith in Jesus' name. All right, we'll see you tomorrow for more Faith on Fire. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.